Dare to Create, a podcast brought to you by Ford. This original podcast series will be taking a unique look at innovation in motorsport and the people helping to craft the future of racing, bringing together human performance and technology in motorsport. So we'll all get to enjoy a sustainable but high-performance driving experience in the near future. Listen to Dare to Create across all major podcast platforms now. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome back to Question of the Week. I'm Eva Higginbotham and this week I've been crunching the numbers to get the answer to this question from Beata. If 300 years ago there was one person with a certain surname, how many people could have their surname today? Now, I am the proud participant in a Facebook group called The Family Higginbotham, which boasts 1.8 thousand members with the tagline, We are all cousins somehow. People are always posting their latest detective work, tracing Higginbotham's back through the ages. But could we do the reverse, as Beata suggests, and instead project forwards to see how many people could have our name in the future? I put the question to maths whiz James Grime. Well, that question was of great interest to the Victorian nobility, who are very keen to know whether their grand noble names would live on or die out. So let's start with a quick calculation. And to do this, we will treat surnames in the traditional sense, as something that is passed on from father to son. Of course, that's not necessarily true, but allows us to perform a calculation based on the average number of male children. Now, in the 1800s, the average number of children per family was five, but unfortunately, two or three children typically didn't reach adulthood. Later, as the infant mortality rate decreased, so did the fertility rate. So for the sake of our calculation, let's say the average number of children has been a steady three children per family, or about 1.5 male children. That means for each generation, the number of males increases by 50%. And over 300 years, say 10 generations, the male population would grow from one individual to 58. Of course, I've used an average here. If instead each generation had three boys, then the number of descendants sharing that surname could be as large as 59,000. On the other hand, a couple of generations with no male children could lead to the surname dying out completely. And it was the potential dying out of their surname that the Victorian nobility was so concerned about. So two great Victorian statisticians, Francis Galton and Henry Watson, decided to investigate the problem. And they determined that a surname would ultimately die out if the average number of male children was less than or equal to one. Now, that might sound obvious because that means the average number of males would be decreasing with each generation. But now they could show that this was a mathematical guarantee. So that means that by my calculation, in 10 generations, we could have 106,288,200 Higginbothams. Yes, yes, plenty to start the master plan. Oh, uh, sorry, what? Oh, yes, um, thanks, James. And next week, we'll be looking into this question from Robin. I often wonder when I listen to music in the car when my dog is with me, since they hear higher frequencies than humans, do they also perceive, for example, loud music louder than us? 
Could it hurt my dog if I listen to too loud music in the car? So, what do you think? You can email chris at thenakedscientist.com, find us on Facebook, tweet at Naked Scientists, or join in the debate on the forum. That's at thenakedscientist.com slash forum. <laughs>